All right, well, we're rolling into the first episode of what did we just name this podcast? We, after spending hours of research, <laughs> starting GoFundMe campaigns, <laughs> reaching out to anyone and everyone who would listen, we finally came up with the greatest name, Topic Thunder. Topic Thunder. Yes. We went into a name generator to find out what we wanted to name this, and we have some pretty interesting options there. Yeah, so... The, the whole point of this podcast is to talk about topics that interest us or that interest you guys. And it's not necessarily all discussion, all review, all conspiracy. So we wanted something that was vague but catchy. And some of the names out there, um, let's just say I don't want to repeat them on any <laughs> type of podcast. Some people are a little bit too creative. Yeah. But, uh, but Topic Thunder, we just we like that idea. Um, we like topics. I like thunder. There you go. Makes a lot of sense to me. So welcome to the first episode of Topic Thunder. I am your host, Will at Heroic Studios, and I have with me... Jonathan Strait. Jonathan Strait. You don't want to roll with Jay Strait? I was hoping you would I can Jay do Jay Strait. There you go. Yeah, you know what? Let's create a persona. There you go. Jay Strait. Jay Strait. Yes. Gotta get Andy G and, uh, Marky Mark back in here, too. Yeah. Uh, it's like the remnants of Nerd Power Hour just, just kind of sneaking in, you know? Yeah, just a little uh, bit. Just... Uh, back in the day it's like sponsoring yourself with yourself yeah well this show is brought to you Bart by no one because we are not sponsored yet but you guys can help us go over to heroicstudiosmedia.com subscribe to that website we're going to be bringing a lot more content on top of that go ahead and like this podcast subscribe to it we're going to be bringing you episodes every week on various topics but this week we are talking about one of the best anime shows that I have ever seen in quite a while. I think the last one I watched was Naruto, um, and I've been out of the anime game. And that anime yeah. is, I am talking about, Attack on Titan. That's right. So, I um, I might be able to relate to a different group of people where I never had an interest in any type no, of anime. No, When you told me you were watching Attack on Titan, I dropped Wait, hold everything. hold on. There's backstory. There's backstory. <laughs> I didn't grow up reading comics. I didn't grow up... Um, I like I like superheroes, but I wasn't crazy about them. And then when it came to anime, I just thought that it was like Japanese cartoons, and I never gave them a thought. And then my girlfriend, now fiance, was the one who introduced me to anime, and I decided to give it a shot. And what I like most about, which is what we're going to be talking about in more detail with Attack on Titan, is that the the stories that these animes have are better than a lot of what's being pushed out by western civilization I, I hollywood agree like and that is why yeah. i don't why know i gave it a shot like manga anime all that stuff has yeah. been just destroying the western storytelling industry like because mm -hmm. the stories are so in-depth mm -hmm. they they have a clear roadmap you understand where they're going but when you think you figured it out it's like no the other way around this is where we're going it's, it's just like like I'm, i know you and i talk about this as well where a lot of the movies and stuff that comes out nowadays um, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but I would say it's pretty high or just remakes. Yeah. Because they have better CGI, so they think it's going to be a better story, mm -hmm. as opposed to new content coming out. Right. And one of the things that I've seen, um, like for example with Attack on Titan, is I've never seen anything like it. No. No. I don't think you really fully <laughs> comprehend like the scope of storytelling that comes with anime. And no, if, 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 I do not. It's very important because... 
anime does, it comes to an end. Like, yeah. you don't keep on getting season after season unless you're fucking One Piece, which is rolling into, like, <laughs> over a thousand, thousand episodes right now. But Every genre needs their never-ending story. This is, I don't know where that story's going. I stopped watching and reading because I'm like, ugh, can't get into it. But anime have a definitive roadmap. Like, they know where they're going. And then mm-hmm. once the story's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. Maybe the creator comes back to it in 20 years and wants to do a pickup story or something like that. Yeah. But the thing that I like about anime is that they've fleshed out these characters so much to mm-hmm. where you've been with them for X amount of years. You you've know seen them. them grow. Yeah, exactly. And then when it ends, you're like, yeah. do you get closure? Did you did you get the ending that you want Did it make you stop and go, wow. Right. And, like, with anime, there's... There's so many different types. Like, personally, I'm not into the big titty <laughs> type of anime. What do they call I that? Oh, uh, not hentai. Hentai is the porn. Uh, it's, like, it's like PG hentai. It's like a diet hentai. I, well, don't, I, mean, all, I don't know what it's called. All, I just know I don't like that stuff. I like the blood, the gore. I like the betrayal. Well, you know, I like the like, plot twist. Attack on Titan was the first anime where they didn't it, they didn't really sexualize a lot of the characters. In there. No, it's the first one I watched. Like, no, they did not. Naruto did it. Bleach does it. They do it all the time. But Attack on Titan, they made their women more capable. I would say in their storytelling because a lot yeah, of like the, like their their looks isn't what drives the story forward. Right. I remember I remember the first one that I even watched, which I still love, and I'm still watching in My Hero Academia. They still kind of sexualize some of the oh, girls with their costumes, them. yeah. They and do. like that's more of a PG type of anime. It's not even like a crazy gory or crazy dirty type of anime, and it's still pretty sexualized. Whereas Attack on Titan is just about the story, yeah, it's just about and it's the story. so good. So we're going at the so point good. of what we're doing right now. Yeah. the the anime is we're waiting on the last half. Yep. Of the entire anime, mm-hmm. the manga finished back in April, which I read. I finished because mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't fucking wait. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why you just don't go ahead and just finish reading it and then just turn around and then watch me because I'm still stoked about the rest of the anime. I mean, part of it is the buildup. It is, but part I mean, of it is just the buildup of of like kind of having an idea of where it's gonna go and then knowing that I can rewatch everything right before it relaunches on Funimation. But I know what's going to happen. I know. Like, I've already I read it. I know what's going to happen, but I'm still anticipating the anime. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know how that works. And let's be honest, who's to say that they don't plot twist? They, I don't think they're going to plot twist. Uh, I, I think know. the creator, Hajime Ifeyama, mm-hmm. um, like, going back into season three, mm-hmm. he didn't like some of the stuff he did in season three as far as the manga goes. So when it came time for the anime, he actually changed a lot of the stuff around. Mm-hmm. So if you read the manga and then you watch the anime, it's a lot different. So he might go ahead and say, I want to do this on this arc right here on the second half of season four rather than leave it alone. But I don't know. It yeah. was a lot. It's still a lot they've, that's going they've on. Wrote, like one of the, because I was doing some some recap before the show, obviously, just to rejog my memory. Um, he's also the the editor and the writer. He also has taken some critique from some of the people who have been like reading his uh, anime and like for example the character Sasha mm-hmm. she was I love Sasha she was not supposed to survive season one she was I supposed know, to but die she's, like, in season one and, and they kept her for two and a half additional seasons that is the, the beauty of like character development with uh-huh. characters 100 there's, there's so many of those characters that you don't know what they're going to do but each character plays a vital role mm-hmm. until you know you know what happens to sasha but the way it happens and who did it to sasha do you know do you know how who they related sasha to in terms of a uh story that people also know about um 
do Breaking Bad, Jesse Pinkman, mm -hmm. he was supposed to die in season one as well. Oh. And then they saw um, his relationship with Walter White and they kept him. Oh, yeah. And they saw the same representation, the same connection with Sasha where people loved her and just the fact that she was like different and they kept her around. I just like how she freaked out over food all the time. All the time. That was so funny. Potato girl. That's what they called her yeah. in the anime because they didn't have... I related and, to her. Yeah. I was like, I too like potatoes. When she's standing <laughs> in the crowd and eating a potato. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like why? Like no I'm one. Like, I'm like same sister. No same. one eats a potato like that. But I, I whatever. Whatever. So we're gonna jump through seasons one, two, three, and four. We might have to split this up into a separate podcast. But really cool. we're gonna jump into season one of Attack on Titan. So welcome up. Very, are we gonna do a spoiler alert? I mean, yeah, to the best we, okay. of our ability. Yeah, we're gonna do a spoiler alert. <laughs> so if you, you've not watched Attack on Titan, uh, heavy spoiler alert, we're gonna go all the way up to where the anime has ended because I can't spoil it for Jay Straight because Correct. he hasn't read the rest of the Correct. manga yet. So he's still. And we need a reason to have another episode. <laughs> yes, we need, we need a reason to have another episode. But yeah. uh, let's jump into season one. Now, yeah. this, this anime came out in 2000, I think 14, maybe before then. Okay. It's been out for a while, but did you know that after season one, the show took a two-year hiatus or like a year and a half hiatus? I did not know that. Yeah. Because no. I just watched as I watched everything at one sitting, right. pretty much. So I didn't know that there was a pause or anything. So imagine coming off season one of Attack on Titan, waiting for season two, and it's two fucking years. We all knew how I know. explosive that season finale was for season one. Now it's like two years later. What what do we have to expect? Isn't isn't the the final part of season four also on a isn't it going to be about a year and a half to two years from I when it came out? I heard that it was going to be 2022. That season four, first half of season four is going to come out. Oh. Or the second half of season four is supposed to come out. Oh. So I could be wrong. I don't know. but I hope you're not. Let's not jump ahead. But <laughs> Considering might, it's middle of September of 2021, I hope you're not wrong. You need, to, you need to finish reading. I'm just saying. Get a little closure there because mm -mm. you got to do it. Mm -mm. Anyway, season one of Attack on Titan, um, it gave me absolute nightmares. I'm just going to say did that it, it. It did. Did it not give you nightmares? I The first three minutes of the first episode, I was like, got it. We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are we watching? It just out of nowhere in the very beginning. Well, it, that's how that's how most good enemies get you. They they, they open the story up yeah. with uh, the, the story-changing plot. Everything mm -hmm. that that happens here is mm -hmm. pretty much the definition of where we're going to go with the story. Yeah. So, first episode of season one, first three minutes, you see the Colossal Titan peeking over the wall. Yep. And then you see Aaron, Mikasa, and uh, Armin, a.k.a. Harry, Ron, and Hermione, just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and okay. then you see, like, what happens next, right? And then it kind of turns into a flashback, and we don't really see what happens until afterwards, right? Yeah. That's how you open the story, because you're like, okay, Attack on Titan, what is this about? And then you mm -hmm. see this giant-ass colossal titan peeking over the wall, yeah. breaks the wall, yep. everyone starts getting eaten by titans, and then it does. Fucking flashback. Let's go, let's go back. Hang on. Pause it right there. Let's go back, and let's build up to it. So the first episode was really one of those things that I was not expecting. Like, no. usually when you're dealing with a shonen manga or anime, which okay. 
which is a, a coming of age story for a young man, who in this case, Aaron, Aaron yep. Yeager is the main character. Yep. Um, you have something traumatic happen to them. In mm-hmm. this case, his mom getting eaten by a titan right away. Right away. And a very famous titan too, which we find out later. Yeah, but very, we don't know that. We don't know that right now. Yeah. But season one, you get. You see his mom get eaten, and that just kind yeah. of sparks the whole motivation for Aaron yep. going forward. And yep. that's why he joins the uh, the scouts and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. season one, it's kind of like, it to me, it sort of dragged on because it didn't really pick up. You have the training section of the, of the core, and it was like maybe a few episodes. Mm-hmm. In the manga, it was mm-hmm. at least over five or six chapters of them just training yeah. to use the ODM uh, equipment. And then... We're going to get into that part later. But well, what was it, your first impressions of the show when you first started so watching it? it Actually, was, back up. What yeah. made you watch it? Who Whose idea was that? Google. <laughs> Why? I, I just, I remember we were, we just finished um, Assassination Classroom, which was m- more of a, more of a cute anime, you know, nice ending story, like heartfelt type thing. And we were like, okay, we want something that's, a little bit more aggressive, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more bloody, um, because we also before Assassination Classroom we watched Tokyo Ghoul. Tokyo and Ghoul I, was good, and I—I I mean, I like that concept. It was kind of cool. I was like, "This is this is cool." The betrayal, the the blood and gore, the multiple plot twists, and with something like Assassination Classroom, it's a storyline, but you kind of know what's going on. Like mm-hmm. in my opinion, it's very predictable, but it's very good nonetheless. Right. Um, so I wanted something that was like that. And then the, the first two, which we'll talk about this one in another podcast, um, the n- number one recommendation people said was Demon Slayer. And just started that, so we're not going to talk about that. But the well, second they're, one... They're only in one season right now, though, right? Yeah, there's a season and a movie. Yeah, you know there's an Attack on Titan movie. I think there's like two. I believe it. And a live-action one, which didn't do well, but... Yeah, let's just... <laughs> let's not make... Let's not make Let's make 2022 the year where we just will make everything a live action. Not everything needs to be live action. But number two recommendation was Attack on Titan. And the other cool thing was uh, my fiance has been watching anime a lot longer than me. She's never seen it either. So it was kind of cool that we both got to watch something for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it crossed off all the stuff that I wanted. Like both, both uh, Monique and I, we just absolutely love... That's our favorite anime right now, without a doubt. Word. It's, without a doubt. So, Word. So, so what made us start watching it was the fact that neither one of us have seen it, and it had a bunch of really good ratings on the internet as like one of the top, if not the top, anime to watch. Mm-hmm. So that's why we started it. Um, what was the second question? What was your first impression of the first episode? When you watched it, you had no idea what you were going into, right? So it led me to wondering, where are they going to take the meat and potatoes of this anime because I assumed that it was going to be the buildup of the attack. Mm. And then three minutes in, the attack started. <laughs> I was like, what are we going to discover? Because in my, cause I thought the discovery was going to be all of the first season and then the very end of the first season is the attack. Like, that's, that's how most storytelling... That's how I thought it was going to be. Like, you learn about the Titans, you learn a little bit about their history. you don't learn history. shit about the Titans. And, and no. You, you and learn the first, nothing. Almost, almost. You don't learn anything until. the end of the second season, pretty much. Not even that, dude. Uh, when after, they get to the basement. 
Yeah, that was season. Was that season three? Season three, the battle for Shingashina. Yeah, that was. You don't learn anything for and three, like, but you forget that that's the main plot. But it's so <laughs> the way the way that he he Hajime Isayama like dangles that key mm-hmm. around literally key, <laughs> literally a literally key, key for how many seasons? And keep in mind that the show took a break for two years, so you have five years plus of this mystery box this key to the basement which was the original plot was get to the get to basement, the basement right find out the origin <laughs> and you forget about that because you start learning about stuff you start learning about all sorts of it but they don't fully realize like what's going on until after the battle for shingashina mm-hmm. and that by then yep we we think we know where we're going we think yeah. we understood now when i first started watching it i knew that there was there was human life outside of the walls like i mean you can't tell me that there's not Based on where these titans are coming from, right? One of the one of the stats that they mentioned in the recap was when you're looking at actual history, where if you look at photography, if you look at when syringes were created, like it gives the inkling that there must that there must be life outside the wall because syringes came before, I believe, photography thirty years beforehand, or it's either before or after. Maybe, yeah. but in the first. In the first episode, you see a picture and you see a syringe. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about how the actual um, city inside the wall is very primitive, well, how would they have technology like a photographer? Well, but then and you a have syringe? to you have to look at that. Well, what kind of world building are we looking at, though? You know, yeah. do these things exist? Do they not? Is there something that's standard? Is there something that didn't exist? Because I didn't understand mm-hmm. that they didn't know what a ph- photograph was. Until they got to the basement and saw it. Mm-hmm. In my head, when I'm watching it, I thought they were like, um, they they wouldn't know what a photog- what a picture was because no one's ever looked at a picture. But you don't you don't you don't put those dots together until no. they pick it up and like, what is this? And then and then they also like they seem to live a very basic life where they still do barter and trading. There seems to be some form of currency, but not like crazy amounts. But other than that, everything seems pretty primitive and it, then you've got their but then you the have scouts. The, but then you have the odm armor which is highly advanced stuff extremely you know? advanced so you again it goes back to how the the how uh isayama wanted to go ahead and world build like are we going to exclude certain things from this world and include different things because yeah. you can include like electricity in a society but exclude fire you know mm-hmm. you know you can do those kinds of things depending mm-hmm. on how you write the world so he was very like I would, I would say he was very clever about how he introduced those concepts because you you automatically assume that these people you, know. You what assume they know what they're doing because they have ODM, they have canisters, right. like they have pretty advanced stuff, but then they don't know what, what a, a syringe or, or a picture, picture is exactly. Yeah. So that's it was very clever on how he did that. So. And and but it also makes you think about how if they've been talking about Titans for a long time, they would put all of their resources towards fighting off titans because that's their number one threat right versus in today's age you know when you look at the history of human civilization once we figured out how to fend off the animals then it was you know more of a technology Mm -hmm. type of race than anything else so So we go and the thing that kind of tripped me out was when you see the colossal titan pulling over the wall mm-hmm. like all the everything you have these these regular ass titans who are like i don't know a few meters tall nine meters tall stuff like that and then you have like this big ass colossal titan and mm-hmm. like the first thing you know is like okay are there different kinds of 
Titan, because you have this monster-ass Titan, the walls were built to keep the Titans out. And I didn't really understand how big the walls were until you see the colossal Titan, and you're like, oh, shit, that's a big-ass wall. Mm -hmm. First of all, who built this and why? Second mm -hmm. of all, um, where'd this Titan come from? Because no one has ever seen a Titan like that peer over the wall. And that is kind of like, when you see something like that, something that's meant to protect you, and then you see something just completely decimated, you're like, okay, well our way of living is sort of kind of compromised now because we had no idea that we had fucking colossal-ass titans running around kicking holes in walls for no reason, right? And then and then it leads to, like, because they, they took a long time explaining that there are multiple types of special titans. Mm -hmm. So then you start to wonder, is this, like, right from the beginning, I thought that the colossal was the leader. I thought that the colossal, I didn't, I didn't, piece it together that the, the first attack on Shingon was two different Titans. Because Neither did I. Because I thought they were one and the same. I the thought, Colossal and the Armor? I thought the Colossal and the Armor were one beings because I didn't really take a look at what they look like, you know? It didn't register to me either. I'm just looking at this going, okay, so there's one leader right. who's badass compared right. to all the other ones, and he's got this little army of regular Titans that are just pawns. Because there's nothing special about them, but they do the job of it. Do you know? Do you know where he got his uh, his imagination to create the show? I, I heard this fact today. No. So he was at a cafe, and he got beat up by someone, and he was trying to explain to the person like, "Hey, like we shouldn't be fighting. Like this altercation is pointless." And the person who was attacking him just wasn't paying attention to anything he was saying at all. So he had this bright idea: what if there was a group of things that attacks people that didn't understand communication. And that's where the thought for Attack on Titan came from. I can see that going. Which makes total sense. Makes perfect sense. And especially not not even where the mindless titans come from, but the overall overarching conflict that Ithiama creates later on, like mm -hmm. when we get to season four. So we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna to hold season, off on we're that. We're gonna hold off on that. But I didn't know what they were talking about. You got the Colossal Titan peeking over the wall. You have the Armored Titan who just destroyed the wall. And you, you're asking yourself, wait, there are two. I'm like, okay. Now, I knew, like, going into this, because I've heard so many things about it, that these two Titans, there was a such thing as a Titan Shifter, people who can turn into Titans. So these people have the ability to turn into Titans. So it came... I did not know that. You, that I, was like, mind-blown. I, I didn't start watching this until, uh, like, later on. Like, yeah. you get on the internet and you start understanding. Yeah. You, you read stuff. I knew that they were Titan Shifters. The thing that got me interested, and I've mm -hmm. always wanted to watch the show, I just didn't sit down and do it, was mm -hmm. that... I like the allure. Like, okay, who are these Titan shifters? Who's the colossal Titan? Who's the armor Titan? Where they come from? Why do they want to destroy the walls? Because they're human, right? Mm -hmm. These human. Why are these people trying to destroy the wall that's keeping everybody safe? What's the deal? Mm -hmm. You know? So there's a lot of allure there. Yeah. So we get into it. We Aaron's mom get, gets her first. She breaks her back. The thing just... And I'm like, oh my God. It's Bane. <laughs> yeah, it fucking banged her back. And then... She gets eaten. We can see Aaron. He wants to kill all Titans. He goes through the thing. And this is the part that kind of... How we get to the... Every shonen manga has a headstrong main character. Yeah. You know, fiery, fierce, yeah. strong. And so you go through the training art with Aaron, and he's ready. He's standing on the wall. He's like, I'm going to take out every Titan I've been trained. I'm ready to do it. And then... 
Yeah. The Colossal Titan appears again. Like, that never... It's such a deviation because you have this kid who's so full of optimism and he's ready to do what he said he was going to do. It's the character build-up. Right, the character build-up. But his character build-up is shot down at the second appearance of the Colossal Titan, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you're like, this kid has it rough. (laughs) Yeah. Rough couple of days. He's had a rough couple of days. Rough couple of years, right? He's been training. He joined the the, the Confederate Corps. He joined... Um, he got training. He did all this stuff. Join he's ready to do it. He's grown up. He's evolved. He's stronger than he was five years ago, however long it's been. Mm-hmm. Colossal Titan show that. Boom. Well, it's it's also like it just pr- it just shows also how small and insufficient he is in the beginning when he doesn't know what he doesn't know. Where you've got this huge buildup. It looks like he's going to be the leader. Like all the people. <laughs> And his regimen are like backing him up because he's the fiery, kill all titan type of soldier. And except then, John, except John, yeah, except John. John yeah. doesn't. John is like, I just want to live my life in peace. I don't want to go out there and fight titans. You're an idiot for wanting to go out and fight titans. Correct. So John kind of put him in his place. So except John, everybody except John. And then what happens is when he's starting to get this build up, and then you learn about some of the other leaders. And then all of a sudden, these Titans are back again. And you're like, okay, so... That's when you knew at the same time, okay, the Colossal Titan showed up, the Armor Titan showed up again. That's when you know that yeah. these two Titans are people within the walls. Because you have a five-year gap from when the first attack of Shingen Shina happens. And then you have a second attack immediately after their training. You That's when you begin to understand that if somebody, whether it's somebody who's higher in rank, like a, a high official or something like that, or mm-hmm. originally I thought... That the not the cloth of the armor titan was Irwin. I originally thought that because he's high ranking official, no one would ever suspect him of being titan. And I can't wait to talk more about Irwin because that dude is such a badass. This dude is such a badass. Yeah, but he got his arm chewed off and he said advanced. Yeah, while his arm is being chewed off by a titan, bruh, yeah. I, would, I would follow you to the gates of hell. Good yep. sir. Yep. <laughs> yep. A lot of the characters in the show um, were actually depicted by Germany. Yeah, the that city was the is Germany. Um, and then Armin the- was named after a World War II general, a German general. Mm-hmm. He had the same name, and he was. Uh, can we talk about Armin for a second? We can talk about Armin for a second. Armin is probably my favorite character. You think so? I think so because I thought this dude was such a bitch. Like, just didn't want to do anything, didn't want to fight. Yeah. But he ended up joining the survey course. I'm like, dude, you're going to fucking die. And first, I thought he was a girl until they finally cleared that up. It was a he. I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I know he's a guy, but like, yeah, it took a minute. But I, can we just say that of all the people who, who've gone through a character development arc, yeah. Armin is probably the best because he wasn't sure. He didn't know if he can kill Titans. He didn't know if he would survive. But he ended up being the absolute strategic one of the group and some of his plans were actually just spot on just just awesome stuff yeah so he's, he's probably by he's far he's the first one who really at least from what from what we see in the in the anime 
who wants to know what life is like outside the wall. He's the one that's always questioning it. Right. From and, what we can tell. And that's one of the motivations of joining the Survey Corps because he wants to go outside the wall. He wants to venture out and understand mm -hmm. and try to learn, mm -hmm. you know, where the Titans come from. What's the world like outside the wall? And Armin was the first p person to kind of get a glimpse of it because he wanted to see a volcano. He wanted to see the sea. He wanted to see all these things, but he wasn't sure if those things existed outside the walls. Mm -hmm. So you have this... this timid boy who doesn't like to fight mm -hmm. who doesn't stand up for himself but would put his life on the lines to fight titans risking death in order to see if those things outside the wall exist mm -hmm. and he's using his brain not not skill because i don't think he's ever killed a titan no he's never he he never killed a titan until until I he became one in eight one but that yeah doesn't count. that doesn't count but I don't think, thinking back on all the stuff Armin did, I don't think he's ever killed a Titan. So this kid never killed a Titan. If anything, I mean, indirectly, he helped keep the show going forward by getting caught by the Titan. And then Aaron coming to his rescue. But, like, if, especially in the beginning with, with, how they, with how they made Attack on Titan so heavily based on war. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he was not a war person. No. Throughout... The first two seasons, he's looked at almost like, um, I don't want to say useless, but he was he was more of a hindrance than he was a help. Right. Especially the first two. And then you start to realize that, oh, this guy's a lot better than people give him credit for. And that's, that brings us to when we first see uh, Aaron as a Titan, mm -hmm. and they're trying to kill him because he's a Titan. Like, no one knows what's happening here. I'm like, okay... He's a Titan. Like, I know there's Titan shifters. Like, like I said, I knew there were Titan shifters, but... And I knew that at some point Isayama would have made the main protagonist a Titan to kind of explain that concept of Titan shifting. Yeah. So we know who the attack Titan is, which was Aaron. He was what they called an abnormal Titan. And you see him coming mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Just That was a game changer. Because a Titan attacking a Titan yeah. who seems conscious of what he's doing. And Mikasa, when she saw that, mm -hmm. when Aaron was coming around the corner, she said, oh, I'm fucked. I'm about to get eaten. And then... Game changer, you see this Titan punch another Titan in the face and start beating the crap out of it. And you're like, for a lot of people who doesn't who don't understand Shonen Manga like you, you're mm -hmm. probably like, wait, what? It took me a minute. <laughs> it took me a minute to figure out what was going on because up until this point, I mean the show didn't really make any well, sense. Did you up. have did you have any inkling that there would be a good Titan? Like right off the bat. Like, not, not a good Titan, but a Titan that fought other Titans. And did you have any idea that mm, it would probably no. be one of the main, main three? Mm -mm. No, you because, didn't see it coming. Because, in my opinion, the show was about how they create this army of Davids to fight all the Goliaths. It right. never occurred to me that there might be a Goliath within the Davids. Oh, that's Ooh. a nice line. Yeah. I got one for you later. Just wait for that one. Okay. So, so, <laughs> so it never occurred to me. It never... Until he punched the other Titan in the face, and I was like... What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they didn't do much, but they didn't do that before. Right. They never attacked each other. They never attacked each other. Now was a complete game changer when it came to like the whole setting of the story. And then you find out that it's Aaron. So like, and then he screams. No, the time screamed. No, the time made noises. They just that's ate true. people. That's true. And I was like, that's different. Mm -hmm. That's abnormal, if you say. Yeah, that's why he's one of the abnormal titans. But mm -hmm. okay, so we knew it was Aaron, and Aaron is. A Titan. So this is where I knew Armin had some some type of value. Is when they aim the cannons at Aaron, right? Mm -hmm. And 
they were about to shoot, but then Armin stood up and I forgot what he said, but he convinced these people not to shoot because they can use Aaron to plug up the wall. Yep. Um, to plug up the hole in the wall to keep Titans from coming in. And that's where, okay, so this kid, he's actually smarter than he looks. A little mm -hmm. timid, doesn't really know what he's doing. As a, as a but he's strategic. Girl. But he's strategic. Like yeah. he, he, he suggests something and he's the one who figures out things. Because he was the one who figured out who the female Titan was. Mm -hmm. It was him all along. And then all of a sudden you see, you see the three people come together, which is you see the warrior, you see the magician, and then you see either the rogue or archer, which are the three main characters and they play their traits extremely well. Mm -hmm. Aaron being the warrior, being mm -hmm. the barbarian. Mikasa being the archer rogue, and then Armin being the the wizard, the the intelligent one, and they all kind of fit that persona moving we'll, forward. We'll get to uh, Mikasa in a second because I know people are listening. We're like, when are you gonna talk about Mikasa? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about Mikasa when Mikasa when we get to Mikasa. But uh, um, so we go from there. We go to all these things, and like season one is such it, it drags on a lot. It doesn't start picking up until you start seeing the appearance of the female titan and then we meet levi who is like holy fucking levi, levi. <laughs> holy levi. is he a god he might be what are you levi like yeah. there's always that one guy in the anime who's a so nonchalant but what gives me fun is that levi is actually a very big germaphobe yet he doesn't mind having titan blood on his face at all how many times have you seen him with Titan blood in his face? Almost every shot. It feels like every battle shot. <laughs> but he's the biggest germaphobe there is. Yet he's just like the scene where he's cleaning up the castle and he's like, "Don't touch me. Go wash your hands." Mm -hmm. He's wearing like a mask and like a scarf and he's trying to clean up shit. But mm -hmm. then like he doesn't hesitate to fucking take down a Titan and get blood everywhere. Like he'll stay like that for days. It's hilarious. His character. I mean, he he wasn't character development. He was more. How is he the way that he is? So he was more like, I don't want to say foreshadowing, but you, you meet this guy and he, and they talk about how awesome he is. And then you see him in action and you're like, where did this come from? And then you learn about his backstory with his father. And it's like, okay, this guy's always been a badass. Right. And it was kind of like, he's very OP as a character because mm -hmm. he's, uh, I mean, just take some Titans, like, like, like it's nothing. Right. Yeah. But he has his limits, and at the same time, I guess, I don't really know, because you have his OP character. Like, when you have an OP character in a story, it's very hard to control that character. Because every scenario that they're mm -hmm. in, they could have just, oh, just send in Levi. Send in but, Levi. But I mean, that was that was part of the whole, when, when you see the scouts, and you see how many there are, and then you've got all these leaders coming, and some of them are OP, and then it's like, okay... How can they not win? Well, I that's think, what I started thinking. I was like, they're gonna win. Well, yeah, but Ifiyama did something very unique with Levi because mm -hmm. everyone's asking, well, where was Levi doing the attack on Shin and Shina mm -hmm. originally, or mm -hmm. the attack on the walls originally? Mm -hmm. Where was he? He was outside the walls. He was part of the Civic Corps, mm -hmm. so he was not there. And that was one of the things you can have an OP character, but this OP character. It's not going to be present at every situation. Because mm -hmm. I'm thinking, like, what was Levi doing the attack on the walls five years ago and in present day? He wasn't there because he was outside the walls with the Survey Corps. Mm -hmm. So that kind of... You describing Levi that way reminds me some another way that people can relate to Levi. And this is the only way that they're connected is, um, like, Captain Marvel. 
mm-hmm. because her power is OP, but she's not there to stop everything. She just shows up at the perfect time and leaves. Right. At least that's how it's depicted in I, the movies. That's how it was because yeah. she was so powerful. You can't have an OP character just chilling at all times. Because it's like, if well, she was in Age of Ultron, it would have been a two second movie. Yeah, exactly. It would have been a two second movie. She would have destroyed Ultron and all of his fucking clones all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So Levi being outside the walls makes it perfect because it's like, okay, he wasn't there. Okay. Mm-hmm logical explanations not just like writing and then by the time we had no idea that levi even existed we didn't meet levi until he beat the crap out of aaron during his trial and he beat the fucking crap yes he did <laughs> yes he did it's so funny every time i see him just stopping aaron out for no reason i'm like okay i think he gets it you can control him i think he understands that you can get him under control and aaron was just completely controlled for the rest of the entire show by levi until season four obviously but Going forward, let's talk about the female Titan. Now, the creator, Isayama, was very smart because he introduced a bunch of characters at once and did not talk about them at all. Because I, I, I knew yeah. when I knew when I saw the female Titan yeah. first appear, running from the top, running from the uh, walls, mm-hmm. I kind of knew who it was and I knew the face. I just couldn't put my finger on who it was. You learn about so many characters so quickly. And up until this point, you still don't know that there are humans that can transition into Titans. Mm-hmm. But you see this female Titan that acts abnormal. Mm-hmm. Because but she understands. Because she's conscious and she right. understands. <clears throat> and like, it, it, it took me till... Armin realizing for me to realize what was going on. Like, I didn't have any idea up until that point. Like, right, when the- she picked up his hood and she saw him, I was like, this is somebody that Armin has talked to. Because yeah. she did not kill him. But, like, <clears throat> you, like they they did the foreshadowing with, like, the fighting stance. Yeah. No idea. But, but the see, hair, they, no they, idea. But they did that so quickly, though, because not only was that a present thing, that was also a flashback. Because you saw when the female Titan, when she raised her hands, you thought to yourself, where have I seen that before? Who did that? Because the training sequences, and I think he did that on purpose in the anime. Because remember, in the manga, it was a few chapters long, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In the anime, we only did it for about two episodes. So he did that on purpose to introduce Sasha, Connie, John, all these guys, mm-hmm. and not spend as much time on them as they did in the manga. Yeah. So you would not catch on as to who the female Titan was. Yeah, I think he did that on purpose. There's, there's, there's this. I forget what it's called in movies where they don't show anything unless it's important. Yeah, and that, and it's usually a dead giveaway too. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about this show is that. Um, it's not as obvious. No, it's not. It's but, not. And the thing that made it so poetic is that we met her before. Mm-hmm. It's just the emphasis on her wasn't as obvious. So when you see the female Titan pop up, first of all, you know it's a female. Because I don't know if you can be a male and be the female Titan. Does that work? I didn't. I, you got to remember, at this point, I still didn't know that there were humans that can transition. I just knew that there was a conscious female Titan. Right, but at the same time, you knew you had to. At some My point. first thought was that it was going to be a female, though. Well, of course. Okay, but you understand that Aaron can turn into Titans, and that was the introduction of that concept. That okay, you didn't know that colossal Titans and all these Titans that attacked the wall were human. Okay, let's say that's true, right? Mm-hmm. But the moment you see Aaron come out and transition from Titan, he did it already about three times right now transition from human to titan at this point you have to be telling yourself okay those abnormal titans that are conscious that know what they're doing 
maybe they're human, right? Mm-hmm. You, you thought that. I did, because oh. because if one of them could do it, and there were other abnormals, because at this point, we would have seen four. We've seen the Colossal, the Armored, the female, and then the male. Mm-hmm. The so attack, we've right? seen the attack. So we've seen the four. We've seen four times. Now, we still don't know how many there are, how mm-hmm. many abnormal ones. But now that we know that Aaron can turn, the, the thought process is, yes, there are three other humans that can. Mm-hmm. And when you're learning that it's, why can't I remember? Is it Anne? Is that her Annie. name? Annie. Yeah. Okay. I, was, I didn't want to say the wrong name. Annie Lionheart. Annie when you learn that she is the the female titan then you start wondering like why are there some titans that are fighting that are humans that are fighting against humans because all of that falls at the exact same time you learn that annie's the female titan and then you're trying to figure out why is she against the humans if she is a human and then at the same time if this is really the last remnants of the human race why are they trying to wipe them out what's the deal that's how what I, else is what else is going on that we don't know about? Right, and that's how I knew. Like at some point, this was either going to be a political corruption, like cover up, where Titans were actually people, which mm-hmm. it was, or there was life outside the walls. <laughs> so for me, my thought process was more of the first one because you had those 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 priests that were worshiping the Titans, and I was like, okay, maybe that maybe there's something going on within the community of like. The uh, upper community, within Wall Rose, I believe, right? I believe Wall Rose was the second city that they introduced that one, correct? Right. And I, it didn't occur to me that there could have been other people outside of the walls. It just occurred to me that maybe there's a religious group within a wall that isn't talked about that is against or just wants human eradication. Mm-hmm. Because there are cults out there that, you know, believe in that type of stuff. Right. So why wouldn't there be in this story as well if there's stuff like that in real life human eradication you learn the power of the titans titans can take out humans boom you've got yourself a religion that is more geared towards genocide so so my thought process was definitely the first one and never occurred to me that there were people outside the walls anytime right anytime it did it 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 occurred to me immediately just right off the bat how interesting as as a writer and a comic book artists yeah those kind of concepts kind of kind of give it away because when you say that humans is the last remnants we're situated within the walls Mm -hmm. i go you it kind of gave it away in my head i go no there's probably people outside the walls and that's going to be the twist my mindset was like sounds good to me last humans (laughs) makes sense to me there's a colossal time two minutes into the movie makes sense okay so i'm i'm invested (laughs) so i knew and the reveal and that's why i want to watch season one again because i like we 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 saw annie we met her i didn't know her name i don't remember her name i'm sure they introduced her but when she looked at armin and didn't kill him i go okay well this isn't a this isn't someone that we haven't met before this is someone that we met because any other titan just like the colossal or the armor titan would have killed armin Mm -hmm. depending on their relationship with him Mm -hmm. they didn't care about these people because who the armor and a colossal titan were they hadn't formed those relationships yet with the Mm -hmm. characters on the first attack in shingan shina Mm -hmm. now if you go ahead and talk to armin these people have been under the radar part of the survey corps for five years now they've developed these relationships with people they've started to make bonds with these people and stuff like that and i I guess that's what makes it a little bit more sharper when a betrayal happens but i knew that annie 
was I didn't know that she was a female titan. I know that it was somebody whom Armin talked to a lot. Well, it's it's a beautiful <clears throat> depiction of these are soldiers from outside the wall that are brought in for one specific purpose, mm -hmm. and then they're human shows. They're human shows when they become friends with the people that they weren't supposed to become friends with. You got to remember they they refer to those people as devils, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you've got these characters that are. Um, having remorse for them because for whatever reason whether it's because they're humans and they realize that they're just doing what they believe in mm -hmm. or whether it's because they start to actually like these people but like the, these um, these people that came into the city incognito joined the scouts they considered them devils which you learn in season four more about but exactly what you're saying Annie you know Kept, I thought Armin was Aaron alive. I thought Armin was finished. I thought that once the female Titan got her hands on him, because she she didn't really hesitate to kill like anybody else. Like she's swinging right scouts away. from the wire. She's kicking them. She's slapping mm -hmm. them. She's literally killing people. But she gets to Armin and just looks at him and bounces and starts running away. So I'm like, okay, can we talk about how the setup was? How Erwin knew that somebody was a titan shifter in his ranks and fed false information to those four groups in order to lure the female titan to a trap yeah that was genius because he knew and mm -hmm. that's how i thought when i first saw him say that when mm -hmm. he looked over aaron's shoulder he was like which one of you which one of them do you think did it and he's wearing a hood and this is after they burned the titans after those titans were killed mm -hmm. he knew it was an inside job he knew someone in it within his ranks killed those titans <clears throat> And he's talking to Aaron with the hood on all incognito. He's like, which one do you think, who do you think did it? Yeah. Someone here did it. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, is he trying to misdirect to pull the blame off of him? Or is he here trying to point to another suspect? Well, do you remember, do you remember when they were showing the, the battle plan? Where you learn about the battle plan, and then you learn that he told other regiments in the group something totally different. Yeah, that's my point. It's so, like so he's luring. He's there was telling a plan people, within the plan. He was telling people different information because he knew whoever was responsible for the death of the Titans would eventually show up mm -hmm. and do whatever they do, whatever they came here to do. He knew that already. Mm -hmm. I don't know when he knew it or how he found out, but he knew it when he when we found out that the Titans. Those two Titans that they captured and uh, Sanji was studying ended up dying. Well, he probably knew it when he was a child because remember he, he questioned his father and then his father was killed? Well, yeah, but he questioned whether or not there was life outside the walls. But what I'm saying is... That's probably how he knew that there was something else going on. I think he knew way before that. I think he knew... Not way before when his father was killed. I think he knew when the Colossal Armor Titan because these are two Titans, once again, we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. They were... They're, they're they're uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. They're they they're very familiar with normal titans, pure titans. Yeah. They've never seen a colossal titan. They've never seen an armor titan act the way they do. So I think right when the battle for Shin and Sheena started, the very mm -hmm. first episode, mm -hmm. and he found out what happened, mm -hmm. I think from there he knew that there was some type of infiltration going on from people, whether or not they were from outside the walls, mm -hmm. in his head where he learned that there was life outside the walls, or if these people were from inside the walls. Mm -hmm. So I think he knew okay. where the infiltration was happening, 100%. Yeah. So once it came for him to take the opportunity to feed this information, he had no idea yeah. that whomever this person was was going to start trying to follow 
mm-hmm. and collect Aaron because that's when these things started happening. They knew who Aaron was mm-hmm. and what power he had. You yeah. understand? So he knew that they were going to come after Aaron because he was a Titan shifter who did not know he was a Titan shifter. So knowing that and being as strategic as Aaron was, decided, hey, they're going to try and come for Aaron. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true, but let's test this theory. I'm going to have four groups here, and I'm going to feed them different information to lure to Whatever. see what happens. To see what happens. Yeah. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. Fucking genius. Because, like, <clears throat> as a as a commander, it doesn't matter what war you're in. You're, as a commander, your job is to think like the enemy. Right. So that's exactly what he did. He, he went, okay, like, everyone knows that Aaron is a, tra- is a Titan transitioner. Right. And <clears throat> it, if I'm not mistaken, before they did that, was that when they were in court on whether or not they should keep him or not? Did, did that happen beforehand? Yeah, so that was after... And then the scouts won him, yeah. pretty much? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so right from that moment, you know that there's going to be attacks on his life simply because there were regular scouts who didn't even want to work with Aaron because he was a titan. Right. And there were the other groups, that, like the, the garrison, that felt indifferent about him as well. Because this goes against everything they believe in. So not only do they have a common enemy of the pure Titans, but then you start to see this group of people that whole purpose is to get rid of the Titans, bonding with the Titan. So that's going to cause rift within the group as well. Right. So now it's almost like you have two enemies. You've got the pure Titan enemies, and you've got the people that don't agree with you within your own regiment. So now all of a sudden, as the commander... And you want to keep Aaron because you think he's more useful alive than dead. You know that you're going to have enemies within your own group that don't agree with you. But also thinking about how those abnormal, the female colossal and armor titans, how mm-hmm. they were conscious, how they understood and they knew what they were, what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Levi knew, and I'm thinking Erwin knew too, that mm-hmm. if Aaron was a titan shifter, he had to find a way to control his titan abilities. And they were going to use that to fight the other titans, which is what they did. Now... Mm-hmm. When you finally learn where Annie and all those other guys come from and how they've been trained, Aaron didn't really stand a chance because he did get his ass kicked by Annie twice. Once during training and then once as a a Titan. But we didn't know who it was at the time. So we finally figured out that it's Annie. And she's like transitioning from Titan to human to kind of hide out. And she's looking for Aaron. Now, we don't know why he's looking for Aaron. Now, I know that they're looking for him because he's one of them. But we don't know why or how. But, but we don't know that. Yet. We don't know that. Yeah. And they don't know it either. They mm-hmm. know that he's a Titan, but we don't know what the real reason is why they've collected, why they why they keep going after Aaron. And because. and they also <clears throat> don't know if once they tell Aaron their side of the story, if he's even going to be on their side. Right. Because we're talking about a totally different plot. A totally different mindset. Totally too. different mindset. Yeah. Like everything that you grew up believing was a lie. Mm-hmm. Join our side. Right. We have cookies. And it wasn't even <laughs> cookies. <laughs> but it wasn't even like that either because yeah. you knew what they were going to do to him once they got back that power that his father took. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, come help us fight. It was, it was we're going like, to sacrifice you so we can have the uh, the attack titan on our side. Not only the attack titan, the founding titan. Yes. That's what they were But you don't know for. that part yet. But you don't know that part yet. You don't yet. know that part yet. And it, it's such a good dynamic because what if, right, we, we know that... We're jumping ahead here, but Zeke, right? He has royal blood. So if he had the power of the founding titan, there's no telling what he could have done. Was he the? He was already the he peace titan been, by then. He would have been the peace titan, the founding titan, 
the attack titan. Mm -hmm. And depending on when it, it happens, he would have also been the hammer titan. But, I mean, yeah, but think about that logic for a second, right? Yeah. We don't know that... Well, we don't know that Zeke, or he kept it to himself that he was royal blood. Like, when we finally meet Zeke, mm -hmm. he's talking, you know, as though he knows a lot, but we don't really know who he is until, you know, the basement. If we get to the basement, you're like, oh, shit, if Dina Fritz is actually who she says she is, that will mm -hmm. make Zeke's royalty, which means if he gets the power of the founding titan, there's no telling what to do. Now... What if Isayama went to that route, right? Yeah. What if, like, he actually made it to where Zeke could have the, had the power of the Founding Titan? How much that would have changed the dynamic of Marley and everything else that comes before? Because, at least with the with where the anime is off right now, like where it ended, um, you still really don't know who's right and who's wrong. I don't. I don't. Think, I don't, I don't know think, who's right or wrong. Yet. No, the the way the story up until that point is is that okay. We, we're jumping it's, ahead. It's, the the story's written to where you believe that Aaron Yeager's on the on the correct side mm -hmm. of the war. Then all of a sudden, you know, the first half of the last season comes out, and you're like, I don't even know anymore. Well, the the way Ifeyama wrote it was no one was no one was bad, no one was good. It was both arbitrary. This war happened due to indoctrination mm -hmm. and on both sides. Mm -hmm. One side is believing that they're the last remnants of humanity and that we need to defeat the Titans. The other is saying we need to go to the island and kill the devils and take back the founding power. Because they could destroy the world anytime they want. But both powers know that. Yeah. So one power is like these people who are on the wall that can come and destroy us at any moment. Meanwhile, the people who are not within the walls are saying they have the power of the founding titans. They can destroy us at any moment. You know, so it's one of those back and forth kind of things. And no one is really, the, yeah, if no one really knows like the truth behind anything. Because on one side, you have indoctrination of these mm -hmm. people. And these people are just trying to do what they can to survive in whatever situation they've been born in as Eldians, right? And we're kind of well, jumping ahead here, folks. Well, I apologize. The, well, let me let me just add to that thought too. Um, any civilization in history that has ever grown was because of dynamic expansion. Mm -hmm. You can t trace it back to any civilization. When you're stuck, confined behind the walls, your dynamic expansion is very limited. Mm -hmm. So you almost have a ticking time bomb of something's going to have to happen. Either this civilization is going to become obsolete. Or they're going to expand mm -hmm. and then the people outside the wall they understand that they understand that these people are stuck within the wall and they believe that it's because um, they're waiting for an attack but they also kind of believe that it's because the king said he wouldn't use the Titans against them mm -hmm. but you've got you've got almost like two things happening at the same time where something's gonna have to give eventually yeah either they're gonna have to expand outside the wall or the people are just going to have to obsolete them because they're a danger to all of mankind. Right. And you've got this conflict of everything happening at the same time, which yeah. is beautiful. I agree with that. And I, I think what Ithiyama was trying to go for is whenever you watch an anime or manga or read anything, a lot of the, the themes that are in there mm -hmm. has a lot to do and relate to what's going on today in our actual society. Indoctrination is the biggest thing that's It's happening. storytelling. It's storytelling, but it's storytelling to express a concern mm -hmm. in a creative way. Yeah. So he goes into all sorts of topics like, like I said, first and foremost is indoctrination, war, 
nationalism, fighting mm -hmm. for your country, racism, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But he does it in a creative way to explain to the audience, like, these things are bad, obviously. But a lot of these things, I wouldn't say are misunderstood. But a lot of it comes from people not understanding each other's situation. No, exactly. Because it's like... <laughs> You know, do we know right now that there are titans um, amongst us in the real world? Probably not. Right. So that's why you can watch this and know that it's a story versus a real life. based on a real life. But, but but the stuff within there, you're you you relate to it because it's relatable. Right. It's like it's like the the you know like if we're it, talking about Germany, right? Mm -hmm. The Germans that um that believed that you know hitler was doing what was best because he said he was going to bring the nation together mm -hmm. so from an outside force you know we know hitler was bad right but if you were a german that just got your ass whooped in world war one and you're looking for someone to pick up the puzzle pieces to get your nation back to what it used to be mm -hmm. and all of a sudden there's this guy that says i'll do whatever it takes to make germany number one again as a german you're going to be like this yeah. guy this guy makes a lot of sense and that's another form of like subtle indoctrination too exactly people because these exactly. people don't know what's really going on from outside of their country yeah you know? they just know with what's currently happening and majority almost everyone only thinks about themselves so mm -hmm. of course they're stuck in this situation they're only thinking about how can this benefit me. Right, and you don't pick up on the racism part either because it's like you have the Eldians who are confined to these concentration camps, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. in, in your head, you're like, mm, it's kind of reminiscent of like Nazi yep. Germany. That's the but first it thing I thought of. Yeah, it's the first thing you thought of, but it didn't register like, oh, it's kind of racist because of the way the story is set up, you know? And that is very... That's the first thing that came to my mind with the armbands and the way they're being treated. But then you also go... um these people were taught growing up that these are devils because they can destroy the world at any time. Mm -hmm. and, so, that's, and that's what prompted this whole thing. So war. when you go back to season one, Aaron is just, he, he's been thrown around by his circumstance, right? 100%. He has no control over it. Even with the Titan power, he still has no control over taking control over his circumstances. Yeah. And that is directly reflected to Annie Mm -hmm. And everybody else outside the island mm -hmm. who have no control over their circumstances, yep. but they are reacting to a circumstance that they have no control over while Aaron is reacting to a circumstance he has no control over. It's just things that happen. I, th I, th I mean, you and I think alike. <laughs> it's why I enjoy this show so much is because it makes you think. Yeah. And as much as I love putting something on to wind down, when I watch a show and it makes me think, I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it because because it, it, it I'm still it thinking about me. it. I finished the manga. I've read it all. I'm still thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I'm still thinking about how it's it a ended. Damn good story. How it ended? Was it the real ending? Like where is it going? Like mm -hmm. like when I texted you when I finished reading the manga, I texted you. I was like, hey, uh, so I finished finished Attack on Titan. Yeah. He goes, how did it end? I go, I'm I'm not sure it did end. Like, it's such a big cliffhanger. Like, is this the real end? Is it arbitrary? Can we speculate on it? I don't know. Do you do you <laughs> remember, or did you have to read the little short story in school called The Lady or the Tiger? No. It's a story. I'm not going to get too much into the story, but it ends with this guy in a coliseum, and the gate opens, mm -hmm. and you have to decipher, based on what you believe, 
when the gate opened, was it the lady, the love of his life, and they live a happy life? Or is it the tiger that kills the, the guy? Say that again. It's called The Lady or the Tiger. Mm -hmm. The story ends with him in the Coliseum. The gate opens. And there's no story, there's no ending. So you determine as the reader, was it the lady and they live happily ever after? Or was it the tiger and he dies? Oh. And it's like a cliffhanger story. And I am positive that what's with everything going on, that this is going to end with a cliffhanger to where you determine what you believe the story ends. Off of everything that's happening right now, that's what I believe. Yes. I believe that it's going to end and you're going to be like, <laughs> and you're going to be like, I still well, have unanswered okay. questions. The, the, the conflict ends, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. everything resolves, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what, how it resolves left up to you to, to learn on your own. My thing is, is that um, creators, they do this thing where they think about it. I need to end this. I need to tie up all the loose ends, put a pretty bow on it, and send it on its way. But they also make a gift here that's not relatively tied up for the idea that maybe I'll come back in a few years and tell a new story. Just to leave that thread open. A side quest. A yeah, side exactly. Well, not really much of a side quest. I would say more or less an opportunity in case. Because the way you left the manga, manga right now is okay. Mm -hmm. I still have questions, but I can see how this can be a perfect ending. But on the flip side, you're asking yourself questions about certain aspects that he literally just introduced in the last couple pages. So you're like, wait. Because there were actually two endings. There was one ending that ended with everyone, you know... Dying. I wouldn't say dying. Um, the whole the conflict resolved itself. Everything turned out fine. But then, a week later, he came out with three additional pages that told a different story. And you're like, so are That's you That's a beautiful thing, though, because you <laughs> don't know where he's going to go. You don't know where he's going to go, but if you disregard that extra story that he gave, those extra few pages, and just kind of focus on what this was as an ending, mm -hmm. you're good. But then, like, you thought that it was it, but then he comes out with chapter, uh, it was like, 64 part 2, and you're like, what the fuck is this? And then you read it and you're like, oh man, no, no, no I have questions. Why would you do Why that? Why would you do that? <laughs> it's so, 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 where it ended, because I watched the last episode that's currently on well, Funimation. We, we, we gotta go into season two. Okay, I'll, just, jumping, I'll just say this last part. Around. I'll just say this last part. And this is relatable to any last episode of a season. Okay. They always throw a bunch on you obviously it's like a cliffhanger but in my opinion it throws more on than it solves okay and that's currently where we're at right now too okay so originally i wanted to do season one and season two in this first podcast but, we've been, but we've like, been jumping back and forth yeah we've been jumping bit. back and forth and it's been over an hour so i'm going to end this podcast here um, next week we're going to talk about season two and hopefully get to season three. So hopefully, hopefully. So. Do you have any last comments that you want to say about what we talked about? Uh, not about what we talked about, but if you guys have not watched Attack on Titan, I would suggest that you guys go ahead and check that out because mm -hmm. it's such a phenomenal show. Yep. Especially if you're bored, you have nothing to watch. Go watch Attack on Titan. What yes. about you? Uh, I would just say, just like what I did, just have an open mind because. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. You will have nightmares, by the way. I've had nightmares. Have um, you? 
fuck, those titans is looking at you, and then they're going to eat you. Like, yeah. fuck that, dude. I'm like, why are you smiling at me? Why like are you smiling? Back. And they're probably back the fuck up, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> why do they run like that? That's even more terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Which, which they cover, but a little bit. Do but they, they don't really cover why they run like that, do they? They cover why they are the way that they are. Mm, I think I might have missed that. You're going to have to re-explain it's, it to me. I can re-explain it in another episode. In another episode. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening to Topic Thunder. Make sure you do hit the subscribe button on wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if Absolutely. you have not yet, go ahead and subscribe to HeroicStudiosMedia.com. You can find the link in the description. Fill yeah. out the form and join the mailing list. Yeah. You'll get this podcast and Indie Monthly Magazine straight to your inbox whenever there are new additions. I am Will at Heroic Studios. I am Jay Strait. And we will see you next time. We're going to be talking about Season 2 of Attack on Titan, and this is where the game changes, and I'm excited to talk about it. All right, guys. Take care. Peace.